Welcome to Evangel Church. Our mission is to bring people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us at evangelchurch.com. Hallelujah. Salvation. His glory. He is wonderful. He is wonderful. This Christmas, you know just how wonderful he is. Oh, would you just take a moment and can we just thank him in your own words right now, Lord, we thank you and we praise you, Lord God. You are wonderful. Lord God, you've heard our worship. You've heard these songs, Lord God. But now from our hearts, Lord God, we bring you our greatest gift, Lord God. We bring our hearts to you, Lord God. We bring ourselves to you, Lord God. Everything we have and we love you, Lord God. You are worthy of it all. And so we pray today, Lord God, on this Christmas, Lord God, that the greatest gift, Lord God, that we could give to you is our heart, Lord God. Lord, we give you our hearts today anew. We give you ourselves today anew, Lord God. And we ask you to come and to meet us today, Lord God. Lord, touch us with your presence, Lord God. Fill us with awe and wonder again, Lord God. Lord, rekindle the life, Lord God, in us that you have for us, Lord God. Today, Lord God, we give you this day, this Christmas day, and we thank you and we praise you because you are worthy of it all, now and forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name we prayed. Amen and amen and amen. Praise God. All right, Pastor Rick, the real crowd showed up on Christmas morning. Praise God, you guys are here. You may be seated right where you're at. And we want to welcome you again to Christmas at Evangel. What a weekend it has been. We've been praying for this weekend for some time. And we are believing that God has something so special in store for us. And this is our fourth service this weekend. We have seen lives that have been changed. Dozens of people have given their lives to Jesus this weekend. Can someone praise God for that? We've seen many people make that decision. We've seen others who the Lord has ministered to deeply and many that have come. And uh, you're here today on Christmas morning. We're so glad that you're here with us. And uh, today I just want to... uh, want to thank you for being with us. And there are some that are watching online. You're in your pajamas. Uh, Welcome. I hope that you are blessed as well. And I hope that you could feel the warmth of what God is doing in this place, right in your living room uh, or wherever it is that you find yourself today. We welcome you as our guest. Will you join me in welcoming those that are watching online, wherever they're at? Welcome, church family. And if you can see, this room is full. It feels great. Uh, down here, and we're glad to have you with us. Let me ask a question by a show of hands. How many of you have already opened your gifts this Christmas? Uh, all right, if some of you would, you just roll out of bed at 10, and you're like, we'll open them after we get home from church. Yeah, we couldn't wait. We had to open the gifts. Uh, we had to be ready. Uh, early in the morning, I'm up, uh, and we're ready to open those gifts. And uh, how many of you got a good gift? Come on, give me a shout if you, had, if you got a good gift this Christmas. You got something nice. Great. Um, I'm sure we could go around, we could compare our gifts and what we received, um, but we're going to talk today about the greatest gift that we've ever received. And this Christmas, on a Sunday, it just reminds us that we have the greatest gift, um, Jesus. And his presence, it's our present today. His presence, and I feel his presence here with us. I've felt it and I'm overwhelmed by it. But today is a, a day where Mandy and I learned something again. Uh, that we learned a couple years ago when we first had a child, and uh, it bears uh, sharing with you because it has everything to do with what we're going to talk about today, Um, but we get so excited to buy our kids gifts, Um, and if there's anything that you need to know about God, 
If you're here and joining us, and maybe this is one of the only times that you find yourself in church and you have a picture of God that he is angry and distant and far away and looking to punish people, he's not. The Bible says this, he's a good father who wants to give good gifts to his children. That's his desire. That's his heart. And if there's anything that I've learned now becoming a father is the joy that you get in wanting to give your children a gift, to just want to give them the right gift, a gift that they'll love, a gift that they'll cherish. And so uh, Mandy and I have gone through, and we've spent more hours than we'd like to tell you, talking about, discussing, figuring out what gifts we should get for our children. And we have uh, Lily Rose, who is... uh, I keep, we keep saying two and a half. She's going to be three on St. Patrick's Day, so uh, she's two and three quarters, let's say. Uh, and Lily is in that age where she loves dolls and she loves uh, all kinds of different things. She loves trains and putting things together and cooking. Uh, she has a lot of a lot of joys, and so we tried to find gifts that that she would just love. And we asked her leading up to Christmas, oh, what what gift do you want, Lily? And she would say the gift that she wanted, and she'd tell us, and Mommy went out and made sure that that gift would would be there, and we wrote letters, and we did whatever we needed to do to to tell her, all right, the gift's on its way. And then about a week before uh, Christmas, we're asking her again, you know, oh, yeah, what gift did you She had a whole new list of gifts that weren't any of the gifts that she had said before. And we're like, well, we'll see uh, what happens about that. And thankfully, but you know what my heart was? As a father, as soon as I heard all those gifts, I'm on Amazon, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, let's get her those ones as well. I, I want her to have good things. I didn't do that. So that's all right. But, you know, that's the heart of our father. His desire for us is to give us good gifts. He's not going to give us, us, he's not going to give us a stone. He's not going to give us a snake. He's not going to, he's going to give us what we need uh, when we need it most. And I don't know what season you find yourself in. I don't know what this Christmas is like. Maybe it's full of joy. Maybe it's not so joyful for you. But here's what you need to know. Despite the season that you're walking through, we have a good father who wants to give you a good gift this Christmas. And he's already given the greatest gift to you. Um, But something we've learned as we come to this Christmas season, especially with Josiah, who's seven months old, uh, we went out of our way as well to get him a lot of gifts. And, uh, and as he opened those gifts, which he really didn't open, Lily had to open them for him, um, the blank stares that we got. <laughs> and the times where, you know, I have recordings now on my phone of us saying, Josiah, look, and he's looking somewhere else at the floor. And we're trying to get him to look over here at this toy we thought he would just love. Um, you know, he, in, he loved the wrapping paper a lot more than he loved all the things we spent money on. Like, And you realize there, there's this child that, that just doesn't get it yet. It doesn't even understand the significance of the gift that he's received. And then we have our daughter who we're like, she's going to love these gifts and the ones that we've spent money on and that. And she looks at it and she, oh, next one. And then she gets something that we bought at like the dollar store and she loves it. And that's all she wants to play with. And you're like, do you get the significance of that? Do you get the value of that? Do Do you get it? And she doesn't get it yet. And this Christmas, I'm struck by that idea that we are the children of God, the Bible says, And often, it doesn't matter how old you are and what date you were born, we act like children, don't we? If we were honest with ourselves. And my question is, do you come to this Christmas season and do you come to your Heavenly Father and do you fully understand and appreciate the gift that he's given you? Because that gift has its greatest value when it's been fully received, fully held, fully appreciated, fully understood. You know, you may have been in that place before where you give a gift and it's exactly, you have studied it, you have worked it out, you have gone through all the um, ideas around it and there's someone that you love so dearly 
and you go through all the work to study and to figure it out. And maybe for some of you, you have an older relative that, that they're not tech savvy. And so you think about all the things they do and how they schedule their day and how they go through this and that. And you say, you know, I'm going to get them a smartphone or I'm going to get them this tablet or I'm going to get them this computer and, and I'm going to get it for them. And it's going to make their life so much easier and so much better. And you go through all this process of studying and getting it. And then Christmas comes and you, you give it to them with such joy and they open it and you get the Josiah Blank stare. Thank you. Thank you. Or you get, oh, this is amazing. This is great. And then a few weeks go by and you come and you check it out and it's just a paperweight, a very expensive paperweight. Or it's just a, an alarm clock. And you're like, no, you don't get it. Like what's inside of there has so much value. It's going to make your life so much better. You don't get it. And they're like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm just going to keep on going on doing what I've been doing. You fall on me today. Maybe I'm the only one that has had someone that I've loved that I've given them a gift. They haven't fully understood it. They haven't fully activated it. They haven't fully pressed into it. And therefore, they're not benefiting from its real value. See, here's the, here's the deal is that we've received the greatest gift. But have we truly received and understood what that means to us? So as we go to God's word, we see in Matthew chapter 1, it's telling the story about this first Christmas and the whole background behind it. And it's about Mary and about Joseph and how the angel of the Lord speaks to them. And in the midst of that conversation, there is a verse of scripture that is spoken of. And it's found in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. And here's what it says in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. It says that there is one that is coming. Therefore, the Lord himself is going to give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and will bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. And that means literally God with us. That's the present. The present is his presence. The present this Christmas is his presence. And the greatest gift that you have ever received and the greatest gift that you can receive and experience this Christmas is the gift of his presence. You see, there was nothing else that would do. There was nothing else that could satisfy than God with us. You see, there's times when nothing else will be quite right than the presence of someone who loves you. The presence of someone who you need to just be there. There are times that you'll go through a season of your life and there's someone that you love so dearly. And their presence is the only thing that matters in that moment. If you go through the loss of a loved one, you go through a, a difficulty in your life, flowers are nice, a card is sweet, presents, gifts, and phone calls are something, but when someone is, comes and they're just present with you, doesn't it make all the difference? In your hour of greatest need, at your time of most difficult loss, whatever it might be, isn't it the presence of those around you that makes such a difference? They may not have all the words, they may not know what to say, but just the fact that they're there. And there are those that you know, if the world turns upside down, they're going to come running, and they're going to be there with you. And that's what's so amazing is that God, the God of all creation, at our most desperate hour, our most difficult time, he had a way, he made a way. And his answer wasn't that he would send help from afar, 
wasn't that he would just speak a word. It wasn't that he would stand back and watch what would happen and let us get what we deserved. His answer was that he would come and be with us. Here's what it says in John chapter 1, verse 14. It says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is what happened. Born this happy morning is Jesus, God in the flesh, the Son of God. He came as the greatest gift to you and to me. But do we understand the value of that gift? Do we understand truly the value of his presence and what that means for us today? You see, I'm afraid that oftentimes we don't recognize that. I think that there are times that we can neglect the greatest gift that we've ever given. For us, you know what we look for? We look for the presence of presence. We look for the presence of material things to fill the voids in our lives. There will be seasons that you'll go through, and you'll go through something, and there will be something that you try to use to fulfill whatever it is that you feel is lacking in your life. There will be times that you'll go through seasons where you'll reach for things that can try to satisfy you or numb the pain of what you're feeling and what you're dealing with. And for you, the presence of those things will help you in a very temporary, a very fleeting way. There are times that we will think that we need the latest and the greatest of whatever it is and that its presence will make all the difference. But doesn't it always leave you longing for more? Doesn't it always leave you wanting just a bit more? Those things will never satisfy. You know why? Because they're temporary and they were never meant to. They'll never fill us and fulfill us the way that we'd hope they would. I mean, the line always moves, doesn't it? If you think about your life and you think about the things that you've longed for, if you said, if I only could get to this point, then it'd be enough. If I could just get that job, it would be enough. If I could just make this much money, it would be enough. And you get there, and then the line is over here. Well, if I could just, if I, you know, if I just found that person, that right person, and they were in my life, I was married, or anything, that would be enough. And then the line has moved again. Start reaching for other things, and that will be enough. And before long, it's never enough. And the line keeps moving, and you keep longing, and you keep running, and your life is unfulfilled. And every step along the way, you're probably taking on more and more burdens. You're becoming more and more weary. You're becoming more and more hopeless. Because the presence of all those things don't make any difference. You can have a million presents, but they won't make a a, a lick of difference in your life to really cure the most desperate needs in our most desperate hours. I want to tell you, when that diagnosis comes down the pike, it doesn't matter how much you have in your bank account. It doesn't matter what's going on, how big the house is, how nice the... There's a moment in your most desperate hour that the presence of all those things do not matter. But here's what I want to tell you, that God's greatest gift to us, Jesus, what happens when he shows up? What happens when he makes his presence known? You see, they had no idea that first Christmas what was going to happen. They had no real idea. Those shepherds are standing in the field. They're watching their flocks, and they're overwhelmed as they hear the news that the the Savior is born. And they go, and they're standing there, and they come, and they're in his presence. They have no idea what's about to happen, that the great shepherd has just been born, a shepherd like they had never seen before. 
the wise men as they came and they bore their gifts and they realized they're great. They had no idea who they were really staring at. They think, wow, could this person be as great as the, the Roman emperor? Could this man be as great as the kings of old? Could, could this man be as great as maybe even King David, someone we heard about from long ago? Like, no, no, this is the king of kings, the Lord of Lord. You have no idea who you're looking at. You have no idea whose presence you're in today. We wouldn't realize it then, but as you watch Jesus' life and his ministry, what happens when Jesus makes his presence known in a situation? There's a man that sits by a pool in John chapter 5. And every day he's there and he is utterly hopeless because they stir the waters and they believe if he can get into the waters that, that at just the right time he'd be healed and he'd be cured. But he could never quite get there. He's just lying there hopeless and Jesus comes walking by. And when Jesus makes his presence known, his presence, God with us, literally means it. God is with us. That man walked out of that place. There's a man that was born blind in John chapter 9, and he's there in his entire life. He's born blind, and someone asks the question, as this man is in their presence and in the presence of Jesus, who sinned that this man is born blind? Jesus said, no one has sinned, but let's show off the glory of God in this moment, and he is healed in the blind sea. When Jesus makes his presence known, when he is truly Emmanuel, God with us, it changes everything. Jesus shows up to a funeral in John chapter 11. And Mary and Martha are there and they're grieving. They said, if only you had been here. He said, I'm here now. And his presence comes. And he said, if you had been here, maybe he wouldn't have died. And Jesus said, it's okay. Even though he died, he can live again because I am the resurrection and the life. That's his presence. In his presence, calling out a dead man, he rose to life and walked out of a grave. I know that sounds scary, but that's exciting, isn't it? When Jesus said, I've come that they might have life and have it full, I didn't know that's what he meant. You're like, I thought that was just a nice way of speaking. No, literally, like, I can bring the dead to life. That's the power of his presence. Do you realize that this Christmas you can open up all these gifts that you could get? You can have a hundred things that you receive under a tree, and you could walk around with them, and they could look so shiny and so beautiful, and you can open them up. And at the end of the day, there's really nothing in the box. I mean, it's something, but it's nothing. And yet, we come and we realize the greatest gift we've ever received wasn't a gift that was sitting under our tree. It was a gift that was nailed to a tree. It was God's love on display on Calvary when Jesus bore our sin and our shame on the cross. I said it last night, and I'll say it again. I don't have it here on the slides, but it's worth repeating. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it says, The wages of sin is death. It's the truth. It's what happens. That because of sin, because of sin in our lives and sin in this world, death is the consequence of it. And yet there was a gift that was given. And I said it last night. I said, I'm so thankful that if you look at Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, comma. You, for some of us, we realize that it's, it's a period. It's like, that's it. You know, before, before this moment in time, before Christmas, that was it. The wages of sin is death, period. But Jesus came. And I want to tell you that when he was born into the world, the period turned into a comma. And the story continued. It says, but the gift of God, Jesus, 
is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. That's the gift. It's Emmanuel, God with us. Do you know why he came to be with us? Because in our most desperate hour, nothing else would do. All of our good works, all of our gifts, all of our things would not be enough to pay the price. The wages of sin is death. And so Jesus went to the cross for us. And he was nailed to a cross. He signed that gift with his own blood. And when that happened, the greatest gift was passed on to us. In that moment, that's what happened. When he died, and when he went into the grave, and then when he rose again on Easter Sunday, praise God, three days later, the grave could not even hold him. He had the power to raise the dead to life, and then God raised him up to life. And that gift then was exchanged to us, to all who believed in his name. We're able to experience that gift now and receive that gift. The gift of his presence is so amazing and so powerful. And Pastor Rick, you can come on up. It's something that I just don't want us to take lightly, church. And, and, I, and I just would tell you, there's some of us here, and I, I figured, hey, our Christmas crowd, there are going to be people that are going to shout me down, and I hear you today. You're in. You, you feel it. You understand what I'm talking about. And, I, and I'm talking to you today. Because here's my question for you. Have, you. have you been chasing after all the other gifts that you've forgotten, the greatest gift? Have you forgotten about the power of his presence in your life? Do you just need this Christmas more than anything else? Do you need just to come back to him and just be reminded again? Oh, Lord, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. Lord, in your presence, Lord God, I find freedom. In your presence, Lord God, all this anxiety and all this fear that I've been walking with can be gone in a moment. Lord, in your presence, I can be healed. I will be healed, Lord. Lord, in your presence. Here's what Jesus said. He didn't, he didn't leave us. He said this. In fact, he promised it to us in Matthew chapter 28. He said, I will be with you even to the end of the age. Jesus hasn't left us. He promises his presence to us. Isaiah gives us great promises. In Isaiah 41, it says this, you don't have to be afraid. Fear not. I am with you. Do not be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah chapter 43 said, fear not. There's someone that's afraid today. God needs to remind you, you don't have to be afraid because I have redeemed you. I have called you by name and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Psalm 23 talks about the Lord as our shepherd. The shepherd saw the great shepherd. And the Lord is our shepherd. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, a very scary place. I won't be afraid because your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Do you know why we're not afraid even in the deepest valley? Because of his presence. You're there. You're with me. I will not fear because you are with me and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The greatest thing that you need today if you feel weary, the greatest thing that you need today, if you're battling fear, the greatest thing you need today, if you're heavy laden, the greatest thing you need today, if you're stuck in addiction, the greatest thing you need today is the gift of his presence to be made known to you again. The greatest present is his presence. 
And I just want a fresh touch of his presence today on Christmas Sunday. Would you believe with me for that? And when in every one of our lives, I want a fresh touch from heaven today to fill us again and to fill this house with the awe and wonder that they felt as they beheld the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Would his presence be made known among us again to remind us that it doesn't matter what we're walking through if we could just look again and take hold of his presence. We can find fullness of joy. We can find peace. We can find a perfect love that casts out all fear. We can find healing. We can find freedom. We can find whatever it is that we might need. That's the most amazing thing about this gift. It's a gift that keeps on giving. It's a gift that makes an eternal impact in your life. It's the gift that God gave to you. And it's a gift that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if Jesus showed up then and everything changed, when Jesus shows up today, on, on December 25th, 2016, everything changes as well. So would you stand to your feet with me today on this Christmas Sunday? And would you just lift your hands all around this room? Not to me, not to anyone else, but to Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one who is Emmanuel, God with us. And today, would you just begin to pray and begin to thank him for being the greatest gift to you? You see, we can't find a sense of peace without his presence. We can't find happiness without his presence. A.W. Tozer said it this way. He said, if we try to seek happiness, joy, fulfillment, anything outside of his presence, it's like looking for a bright day without the sun. It can't happen. We can't find it without his presence. And so, Lord, we come before you today, Lord, and we take hold of your presence, Lord God. Lord, we desire today to live in a new awareness of your presence that's among us even now. Lord, we thank you that you haven't left us. We thank you that you're here with us, Lord. I pray for those this Christmas season, Lord God, that they have not been living in an awareness of your presence like before. Lord God, you felt far from them. Lord God, they've seen these challenges as greater than they were, Lord God but they're not greater than you. And I pray today, Lord God, you'd rekindle in their hearts, Lord God, such a sense, such an awareness of your presence that you are Emmanuel, God with us. And this Christmas, with the greatest gift as they leave this place, be nothing more than you. You with them. You're reminding them that you are for them and not against them. You're reminding them you have not forsaken them. You have not left them in whatever season they're in, that this will not end in death. This will not be the end. But, Lord God, you're going to work out a brand new beginning for them. In Jesus' mighty name. With every head bowed and every eye closed right now in this moment, I would just invite you. In this moment, I want to extend an invitation. We've given this invitation every every service we've had this weekend, and I'd like to give it again today. But there are some here that you've never experienced the gift of his presence because you've never received that gift of Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. You've been trying to do life on your own, and you see where that has led you. You've tried to find peace in other things, and you have none today. But today is a great day on Christmas Sunday for you to receive the greatest gift of your entire life, a brand new beginning with Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior? Are you willing to say yes to him? Are you willing to make room for him in your life? If you're willing to do that, I'm going to invite you in just a moment to say a prayer. But with every head bowed and every eye closed, if today's the day that you'd say, Pastor, that's me. I want to I wanna begin again. I want a brand new relationship with Jesus. I want to accept him, God's gift, to me as my Lord and Savior. No one's looking around, but I just want to ask if you're here 
If you would just lift your hand high above your head and say, that's me, Pastor, pray for me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. If that's you and you're saying that prayer for the first time, lift your hands up right where you're at. Lift your hand up high above your head. Amen. I see some hands going up around the room. That's you. If there's anyone else, you say, that's me, Pastor. I want you to pray for me this morning. Praise God. Praise God. I see hands going up. And there's others that are just worshiping right now. So please, if that is you, lift your hand high above your head. Don't be afraid and don't be ashamed of this moment. It's a moment that could change your life forever. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Hands that are going up all around the room. Amen. We're going to pray today, and I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me. Say this from the bottom of your heart. This is about you beginning again with this brand new relationship with Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Lord Jesus, repeat these words. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life and forgive me of my sins that have separated me from you. I come to you today and I ask for your forgiveness and I thank you for your mercy over my life. I believe that you came and that you died and that you rose again for me. Thank you for being the greatest gift. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Praise God. Church, would you praise God with those that have just made that decision today for the very first time? Others that have said it again, maybe as an act of recommitment. But if that was you, we want to be able to celebrate with you. And right now, one of our ushers are going to hand you a card. So if you said that prayer today, would you just keep a hand up or just flag down? One of our ushers in the aisles are going to hand you a card. And this is a decision card. And this is uh, to help you take a next step because you've just made the greatest decision of your life. And so if that's you again, just lift up your hand. If someone right next to you did, would you just grab a card for them? Um, and we want to just celebrate that with you. Church, come on, let's celebrate one more time what God has done in many hearts and many lives. There's some people up in the balcony as well. If that was you, don't leave today without letting someone know that you just received the greatest gift of your life. And because of that, if you'll take that card and just fill out that decision card right after service, bring it out. And at our new here table where our new guests are getting their gifts, we have a gift for you. If you began a brand new relationship with Jesus, a book that we want to give you. So don't leave today without receiving that. Amen. Amen. God's so good. Merry Christmas to you all. I'm so thankful that we can just worship the Lord together. We're going to sing a final song. But as you go today, uh, if you do need to go, uh, as you go, we have some hot cocoa, some hot chocolate, some cookies to wish you a very Merry Christmas. We want you to take those and enjoy. Um, if you need prayer, feel free to come forward. These altars will be open. We're just going to spend time this Christmas morning just pressing in to God's presence. His presence is truly heaven to us. Amen, church? So let's worship the Lord. God bless you and Merry Christmas.